Welcome to Duty Free Lunch, the official podcast of the Pennsylvania State Education Association. Join us as we unpack the issues that matter most to you. From cutting-edge classroom strategies to thought-provoking policy discussions, if it impacts PSEA members, it's on the menu. Hello, and welcome to Duty Free Lunch. I am PSEA President Aaron Chapin, and today I am joined by Vice President Jeff Nye. Hi, Aaron. And PSEA Treasurer Rachel West. Hi, Aaron and Jeff. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing pretty good. How about you, Rach? I'm spectacular. Well, this is the first time the three of us are together for a podcast. Very exciting. Are you excited, Rachel? I'm very excited, it's, mostly about the guest. Oh, she's pretty remarkable. But we're excited to have Rachel joining, so it'll be nice to have all three of us here. Uh, how did uh, how do you think 2023 went with our uh, new officer team? How do you think? I think it's been great. I really enjoyed the opportunity to go across the state and meet many of our members and talk with them, but it was also really great being part of a great team. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with Rachel. It's been absolutely wonderful. It, it's been a little bit of hair on fire every once in a while moments, but those are always great because it gets out the, the officers to all of the members and getting, uh, getting to know our people. Well, I actually think we're finally figuring things out. So it's only halfway through the year, so good for you guys. Nice. Yes. Well, <laughs> enough of this chit-chat because today, as Rachel alluded to, we have a very special guest. It's very spectacular. It is president of the National Education Association and PSEA member extraordinaire, Becky Pringle. Oh, That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> Becky, welcome to the podcast. It's so good to be with you guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. You doing all right? I'm doing great. I know you're, yeah, your train was delayed a little bit. so A little. <laughs> That's okay. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're going to jump right into this because it's only 20 minutes long. So we got to get right into this. So... First question for you. Uh, as many of our listeners know, you taught middle school. Uh, you taught science in Pennsylvania for 30 years. Uh, and of course, you were a proud PSEA member, I might add, before you were president of NEA. So what do you miss most about being in the classroom? Oh, my goodness. You know, I could just say the kids because I do. But let me tell you, I am a middle school teacher. So all those middle school teachers out there know exactly what I mean. Our kids keep, I, I, I believe that my children keep, kept me hip and ready. I knew the latest songs. I knew the latest dances. But most especially, I had the space to know them. And that allowed me to be able to tap into their natural curiosity for the wonders of the world, um, for all of the excitement around science. You know, they'd always ask me, Mrs. Pringle, are we going to blow something up? No, we're not going <laughs> to blow something up. But we're going to make some pretty colors. That We're going to do that. That's exactly right. We're going to find out about the forces of nature that make everything possible we're going to do that and I had the chance every day especially at the middle school level to make sure that I knew exactly what they were thinking and how they were feeling and how I could tap into their to their love of learning their love of life they're a lot of fun they are. Being a science teacher myself it was always that great day to have those experiments because right? sometimes getting the right 
answer what we wanted them to do is not how it goes. And that's the great lesson that all of those kids learn, that it's okay the things that don't go completely right. Jeff, did you have physics day? I did. Uh, we had our pie day. We always celebrated our pie day. And we always <laughs> made sure we brought in the tasty cakes for those days. So that was always fantastic. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of problems. Oh, yeah. Um, so there have been a lot of negative talk about uh, the state of education recently. It's just a very easy thing for a lot of uh, outsiders to talk about. So while we have you here, how about giving us some of those positive things that you see happening in our schools all over the place uh, and the stuff that's coming down the pipeline for our educators that we would like to see get more attention in the media since it's too easy to concentrate on the bad stuff. Yeah, like I said, I, I do miss uh, teaching the kids every day, but I have this incredible opportunity to travel all over this country and around the world. And I get to see teachers and support staff and nurses and counselors um, working with students with such passion and creativity and innovation. Um, and whether it was during a pandemic or as we, we came out of the pandemic and we realized the impact it had had on our kids and our family and our our world, our society, I had the the incredible pleasure to see educators, as we always do, right? We always step up to whatever it is, whatever challenge um, it presents itself to us. But to see them not just step up to challenges, but to take on the opportunities to, to, to be creative and to innovate and to do things differently, um, uh, to work with parents in a different way, to have the students step up and be leaders, to, com to connect with their community members and think about how they harnessed the power of the community. It, it, it is one of the, it is a joy of my life, and I can't tell you how much pride, uh, excitement, and fun that I get traveling all over this country, listening to and seeing what our members do every day. That's great. I, I'm hearing you talk about how members step up and how things changed so much during the pandemic and, and the way we had to kind of just adapt and change. And um, we remind our members all the time about the importance of their involvement in the association and ways that their advocacy can make a difference. And can you talk to us about what the impact our members have on the national level and some ways they can get involved more on the national level. Level Many of our PSEA members are involved in the state and in their local, but what can they do to maybe step that up a notch to national? Can, can, can you save the democracy again? Because that's what you did. You literally saved our democracy. And guess what? The democracy, our American democracy, is running right through Pennsylvania again. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I, you know, when I stepped into my classroom 30 none of your business years ago, <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't have a clue that every single decision that was made about my kids, about me as a professional, about my classroom, was one that was made by someone who was elected or appointed. And so I realized very quickly that it was not just, it, it was my professional responsibility and honestly my moral obligation to be involved in selecting those people in those, in those positions. So when I think about the power of PSEA, 
It goes beyond the borders of this great commonwealth. You're literally saving the world. So if you want to find out how to become more active in any one of our pillars of unionism, if you're interested in racial and social justice, if you're interested in um, educator excellence, if you're more focused on student success, if you're talking about the bread and butter of our union, fighting for the rights of our educators and our students and our families and communities, go to NEA.org and you will be able to, to click on whatever drives your passion and you will know how you can lift your voice up and you can become part of a nationwide movement. I'll tell you, when I first started teaching, and it was a long time ago, but I honestly, ago. I, I honestly didn't know that I was allowed to be part of kind of advocating and changing the world. Like, I mean, I, I was busy, but I was in my classroom. I didn't know that that was something that a teacher could do. And, you know, it wasn't until my local president at the time urged me to come out in, in, in where I live and advocate to stop the, the drastic cuts that were happening in education at the time. And that's what set it off. It was just, it was great. It was, it, it was a whole new world opened up to, in being an educator. Yeah, all it is is somebody asking. It, you find that person who has that drive and just feed them the information that we have and they will find a path to get uh, to where they're comfortable in becoming that activist. Right, and they can get involved at, at any level. For me, it was fighting for my five-year-old son who, at the time, my superintendent wanted to put 33 kids in his kindergarten class. Mm -hmm. Now, that was not okay. And as I lifted up my voice, just like, just like you, Aaron, my local president came to me and said, Becky, you got a big mouth. You need to be, <laughs> you need to be involved in the union. And my, my, my five-year-old's now 43 years old. And I went from local president to NEA president. So it just takes an ask. And there's a place for everyone in our union. Exactly. I got an easy question for you. Yes. So a lot of our... A lot of our members, a lot of our listeners, don't know you as well as, say, Jeff, Rachel, and myself. What's with the color purple? Why is that your color? <laughs> well, um, you know, as a science teacher, you know, I think about the calmness of blue combined with the red hot fire of red. Wow. Yeah, right? To combine to make purple. So that is a, I think you all would agree that is a perfect description of me. So there's that. But when I think of purple, I think of passion and I think of purpose. And most especially, I think of power. And I don't know how many people got a chance to see uh, the movie, The Color Purple. I have forgotten about it. I'd read the book and I saw it before. Um, but uh, band author Alice Walker, can I just say I never speak without quoting a band author. So I'm going to quote Alice Walker right now. Um, uh, that you, you, you piss off God if you walk past a field of purple and don't notice it. Now, I think you can't walk past purple anything and not notice it and not know, just know. Everything is about that power and passion and purpose. Wow. I didn't see, I didn't know all that. I just knew you liked it and you look good in purple. So yes, uh, <laughs> thank you. I got another one for you. So back in December, we had our, our team had our first house of delegates uh, in Pittsburgh and it was pretty awesome. 
Uh, it was it was amazing to stand there. I heard you were amazing. I was I was all right, but thank you very much. <laughs> and, but it was it was an honor just to stand there and run that delegation for that mm. weekend. So, what do you love most about being the chair of NEA's representative assembly? Well, for those who don't know, it is a gathering of of seven thousand teachers and bus drivers and nurses and counselors and school secretaries and paraprofessionals who all, and aspiring educators, retired members, higher ed members, everyone coming together. They actually are the highest governing body of the NEA. They set the policy of the NEA. So when people say to me, that NEA, I say, you are the NEA. It is a representative body that's elected by members throughout this, this country. I, I have to tell you the first time, the most, the, the most fun I had was when I said into the mic, <laughs> and a hall of 7,000 educators, because you know we like to talk, uh, just got quiet. Um, uh, but I am. it always fills me with so much pride that the people who are elected by our members come there uh, not only to pass uh, action items to direct us in terms of our budget or in terms of the action we're going to take on our resolutions, but they come there to connect with each other and to learn and grow together and to have fun. The RA was one of the first events I attended as a as an active member and to go to a house of delegates and then the next event be the RA it is uh, <laughs> quite quite an experience. It's mind blowing, isn't it? It is. And to see all of our members and and to hear some of the priorities of NEA and how our members set those. Um, I know that one of PSEA's and also one of NEA's top priorities is getting more people of color to enter the education profession. And in your opinion, as an educator, why is representation in our schools and classrooms so important for our students of color and even our students who are not of color? You know, Rachel, as, as educators, we understand the power of diversity. We understand the importance of having both that mirror so our kids can see themselves, but also a window so they can see others. And so not only do we as educators, we know that to be, we know that to be right, but we actually now have evidence that, that supports that when you have a diverse workforce, it not only has an impact on those students of color, because we talk about that a lot, but it also has an impact on white students as well, because we, ha we can see their progress throughout, throughout the years when they've had a black teacher or a Latina teacher, or they have had a teacher who comes from a different geographic background than them. Um, they've had a, a man in the elementary school years. They've had a teacher who identifies as LGBTQ+. When you have that diversity, it is absolutely critical that our students see it so they are actually prepared to be the leaders of a just society, it impacts all of them. And we have that evidence now to, to, uh, to, to talk about the success they have later in their schooling and in life. Absolutely. It, it, it is 
great to hear all of those things you say because we had that conversation. Uh, as a matter of fact, last night we had a shameless plug. We had our Thoughtful Thursdays for all of our local leaders last night. Please check your email, in, inbox for an email from us to join us. But we talked about that exact issue that it, it's not just, it's diversity by every level. Uh, you, we were talking about uh, males in the elementary level because a lot of times students just don't see that kind of representation. They don't. So no and when I saw my is, first chemistry teacher, female chemistry teacher, made all the difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. And it's something we struggle here in Pennsylvania. Uh, diversity is in, in our classrooms is just horrendous. It, 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 it doesn't exist. And, you know, here at PSEA, you know, there's only so much we can do. I mean, we're trying to get students into into education to begin with. We have ed educators right at rising, which is something that we're really trying to oh, cultivate a brand new generation of, of educators because the diversity is just not existent. I mean, 7% mm -hmm. uh, of our educators are, are, are teachers of color, and that's just unacceptable in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and what you're doing with um, fighting to uh, make sure that our our aspiring educators are getting paid mm. uh, when they're going through student teaching. Any kind of economic impa impact affects uh, students of color and aspiring educators of color uh, at a greater degree. So if we're talking about student loan debt or we're talking about the fact that so many of our students of color come into school and cannot either finish or they certainly can't go into teaching Absolutely. because you know, we're fighting for higher salaries for them because they have, they have generational, they don't, don't have that generational wealth. So the kinds of strategies that PSEA is thinking about and doing and advocating for actually reflect what we've heard our aspiring educators say to us would make a difference for particular, particularly educators, uh, aspiring educators of color to go into and to stay in. And I know our aspiring educators in Pennsylvania they heard that loud and clear from aspiring educators from across the nation through NEA. And so that's where NEA is making a difference here in Pennsylvania. And we're grateful. And in an episode uh, in the very near future, we're going to have our aspiring educators in here. They're going to be telling the stories and how this recent legislation, uh, this success is really going to change lives beyond belief. So it's great. Great. And the legislation was not only just for our student teachers, but also for our cooperating teachers. Mm -hmm. We actually got our cooperating teachers a stipend as well to take uh, care of because they are yeah. the ones that are tutoring Excellent. that next generation. I mean, that is so key yes. in everything. And they're spending time to do it. Yes. Absolutely. So, President Pringle, I have our uh, bonus pop quiz question for you. Now, there's no wrong answers, so don't, don't, don't worry about it too much. It is a two-part question, though. Oh, okay. So listen to both parts. Okay. Okay, you ready? Okay. So which state affiliate is your favorite? And the second part is, and why is it PSEA? <laughs> go ahead, go. Are we live? <laughs> Shh, don't tell the others. I'm sure Delaware's <laughs> listening. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, uh, and they know it. They know it. I say it into the microphone in front of 7,000 people with PSEA standing and cheering, cheering my grandbaby on this year to dance at the RA. That was hilarious. Wasn't that hilarious? That was fantastic. She um, was spectacular. But yeah, PSEA, of course, is near and dear to my heart, not just because um, uh, as an organization, they supported me. Uh, throughout my leadership journey, 
I can, I will never forget my first week at uh, Gettysburg. <laughs> wow, what an eye-opening experience that was, right? Absolutely. It absolutely was, but they supported me throughout. And then the thing about PSEA is that they create a culture of caring and connection. That is absolutely critical in these in these jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. It, whether we're whether we have a, a position that has a title to it or or not, if you step up and step out and you're advocating for your students and for your colleagues and for communities, you need that kind of support, and that's what PSEA does. Um, uh, it's a strong, powerful union for sure, but it is a caring and compassionate one yeah. as well. I, go ahead. Well, uh, uh, thank you so much for saying that. But you know what? We, we learn from everything that we experience as well. Uh, and from the, lo- from the local leaders all the way up to the state leaders, we're looking at people like you that run the NEA and all of the conferences and all of the opportunities and all of the wisdom that you guys have to share with us. And it just makes it real easy for us to pass that along to somebody else. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Oh, well, I appreciate it. You know, I have lifelong friends. <laughs> That could tell stories, but they won't. That's another episode. <laughs> the Secrets uh, of Becky Pringle. The oh, Secrets of Becky Whole nother day. Stay tuned. Well. Um, uh, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you I it. love PSEA, and I love my PSEA officers. Well, stop. I'm blushing. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, look, we could do this longer, but we've got it. Your time is precious, and we're going to have to wrap this up. So... Our guest, everybody, has been NEA president, Becky Pringle. It's always a pleasure, Becky. We can't wait till you come back and do this again. Yay. I know you've got a busy year ahead of you, but we can't wait till you come back. Uh, and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Uh, if you have feedback, and again, if you have questions, or maybe you want advice from Jeff. Ooh, I, I know. Lots of it. Uh, please, uh, you got to share it by uh, emailing us at podcast at PSEA.org. Uh, I'm Aaron Chapin. And I'm Jeff Nye. And I'm Rachel West. And you've been listening to Duty Free Lunch. Bye for now. You've been listening to Duty Free Lunch with the Pennsylvania State Education Association. Visit PSEA.org slash podcast to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe and share. Paid for by the Pennsylvania State Education Association.